This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Hey, y'all. I'm Moni, and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Two, one. Hello, 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 all you beautiful and wonderful mixologists out there. It is your girl, Moni, and you are listening to Mixing with Moni, okay? I am so excited for today because, y'all, it's a little delayed. It's fine. It's a little late. But guess what? I'm still coming to you with an episode because we have to talk about things. Beverly Hills was hitting. Potomac was hitting. New York was on um and i just want to talk about all the fun things with my guest today and i'm still going to have another podcast episode coming out this week to talk about the updated episode of beverly hills and everything else um with ono bravo as well possibly we'll see you know y'all have been so open and honest and, and you know lenient and flexible with my mental health struggles and everything but I think we're we're going to be okay. I know we're going to be okay. Therapy is is cute. It's going swell. Just delve back into that and other healthy coping mechanisms. I also got place for student teaching, so the girl is about to get busy and go back to school, literally. Um, but that doesn't mean the Bravo party has to end. So as of right now, I'm going to get into all of the fun things with my guest today, Amanda from It's All Happening, the podcast. She's also pregnant, honey. So the fact that she even got up to do this with me early, we're doing this early in the morning, is just a blessing. I'm just, I feel so blessed, so honored to have her here. I called her, I said, hey, you wanna come on my podcast? Cause it was looking real bleak. I was on the water. I was trying to get my mental health together. And I was like, I don't feel like it. But I said, I can't leave people hanging because I have like this insane ability to like not please myself and only make sure that other people like me, even though it's impossible because I read my reviews and y'all basically go back and forth every single week about what you hate or love about me and they all conflict. So I don't know what to do. So instead I just do what I can and I want, but I try to have a sense of loyalty to the listeners that do listen every week. And I'm very, very grateful for them. So without further ado, the hero that just said yes at the drop of a dime pregnant and all watched all that bravo for me and was like yeah I'll, I'll do it and I was like I love you Amanda from it's all happening thank you so much for coming on I'm, I'm I'm honestly so thrilled but I'm also very 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 grateful oh my gosh thank you so much Moni I'm so excited to be here I'm so happy to talk Potomac Beverly Hills New York everything with you and congratulations yes. on your student teaching placement that's a huge deal so that's awesome thank you. you're an educator as well right 
Yes, I am. And actually, because of my due date and being in the middle of the first semester, I'm actually taking the whole year off. So that's not something I've shared with anybody yet. So mixing with Mani, you guys get Listen. the first, the first, uh, I the love first, exclusive. Uh, yeah, exclusive to know that I'm now officially a full-time unpaid podcaster. So that's very <laughs> exciting. No, that's the thing is so am I like, that is the whole <laughs> thing. Like, I have put so much pressure on myself to literally make time and room for something that absolutely does nothing but discontribute, if that's a word, (laughs) from my life. Take from, withdraw. Like I have zero dollars and y'all want so much more from me. And I'm like, ah, okay. Um, Which is crazy because like, I also put out way too much on my Patreon. Like I literally am covering The Bachelorette. Why? On my Patreon. And I did like Hot Topics. Why? I don't know. On my Patreon. So people get so much bang for your buck on the Patreon is what we're saying. Like, and what is the, the thing? Oh, we're doing like a rewind um, see a rewind season. Like basically everything is, I'm going back to the very beginning, like the first episode of every Bravo show. Like not it so started fun. with housewives. It's so fun. I have to have you on for one of those. Yeah. You, you anytime. Yeah. Anytime. Because I'm doing Atlanta soon with the dumpster dive, um, hosts, uh, Tom and kicks. And then I think I still have like Dallas or Salt Lake City or Miami to do. Am I even trying to find DC? Like I'm doing all the girls and then like Married to Medicine, Southern Charm. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. There's everything. Did you do Vanderpump yet? No. And I love Vanderpump's first season. Like that was like my favorite show for literally up until last year. Last year was up until then. I was like, no, Vanderpump was my favorite show. I will literally watch it all the time. Like I was trying to get my fiance to start it and she did. And then I was like, you're going to love it. And we watched the first, the last season. I was like, oh wait, actually I'm really upset with this. What's happening. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good show. I know. I actually, my plan before I made my podcast was that I was going to make an exclusively Vanderpump Rules podcast. It was just like, like so much fun. Like it's all happening was just going to be about Vanderpump Rules. And then obviously they didn't come back because of COVID and yeah. all the firings and everything. And I was like, you know what? I'm still going to do this thing. I'm just going to make it about uh, all the Bravo shows. And yes, I'm glad I so did. Great. I'm glad I did that because I would have been waiting a very long time. It would have never actually happened, but now it's all happening. So we're good. I know. And you also talk about what else on your show, just in case the girls want a little bit more. Of course. So I covered mostly Bravo on my first season, but now I'm in my second season and I've kind of expanded a little bit. I'm covering Big Brother and I love Big Brother. I'm a huge fan. So we're doing those recaps. I'm doing them with Donnie from Truly Anything and Kendrick from Reality and Comics too. So we do those every week. Sometimes we have other guests. And then I'm also covering Gossip Girl, the reboot, which I know is a scripted show. It's completely random for me to be doing it, but I just love Gossip Girl and I'm loving this reboot. Of course, it's not perfect. So I talk about all the criticisms as well, but it's really fun to be able to talk about Gossip Girl. So if anyone's interested in those shows, be sure to subscribe. I would love to have anyone, you know, a new listeners. I love to respond. I respond to everybody in my DMS. They're always open. So yeah, if you're interested, hit me up. That is so good. I mean, we'll have to talk offline a little bit about gossip girl. Maybe I can come on your show. Just shameless. Yes. plug invite myself on. I do that a Please. lot. I'm like, Hey, I'm coming on. Just thanks for having me. I know um, I have, there's a couple more episodes left and I haven't booked every, I haven't 
been booking people except for like a week out. So we'll, yeah, we'll check okay. for sure. For Cause sure. I definitely feel like I'm off. Like, I mean, I, <laughs> I loved the original gossip girl. I'm a kid of that show. Of course I'm a kid of the CW. Like well, the big era of CW was me, the 90210 of it all, the gossip girl of it all, the, um, Oh God, what were all those shows? Like I was like raised by CW heart of Dixie. Like I was, those were my one tree hill. Like the girl was in vested uh, every <laughs> night of the week like what is happening that vampire diary is that them or is that mtv no that's true blood like this is that but that's my era like, that was like my middle school and high school days so i was like <sighs> like it was blair and serena did something to me yes. that i don't think was either healthy or unhealthy but it just <laughs> happened and so like this new i love the diversity I love that it's like not a pointed out thing and because I didn't even notice it. And that's where I would like us all to move to. Like, right. you will never find a person of color that actually like really wants to talk about race. Who would actually prefer to not like to be done with it. Right. It's um, not even a, t- it's not even brought up on the show. Right. It's not a we topic. We love it to be like not a thing and not like, a, oh my God. So guess what? Um, both the queen bee and like the wannabe queen bee are like both people of color. Oh my God. It's like, oh my gosh. Or they're just like both bad bitches with like thousands of followers on Instagram, which is like exactly where I expected Gossip Girl to go during these current times. And everybody is just fluid and having a good time. Where I find it weird, and this is a spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, is that how involved the teachers are. Yeah. That's very it's, stressful to me. It's I'm like, very stressful. As, as a, a teacher, teacher, yes, as right? a teacher, as for us, it's worse. We're like, oh my gosh, this is very embarrassing for them. This and also concerning, ethical. like their licenses should maybe be stripped. Yeah, a little unethical, little unethical, um, little illegal. There's some moments where I'm like, I don't think you can take those pictures. I'm like, yeah. I think that's illegal. Because there's always been on Gossip Girl in every teen show, there's always a teacher who gets involved romantically with a student. And we all understand that that is wrong. But there's more than that in this. This is teachers oh, right. who are acting as if it's not inappropriate to be gossiping about their students' sex lives and stuff. Like that's not appropriate. Or I don't want to hear in it. Takedown of <laughs> students. Like, are you okay? Are you? Are they are paying you? that poorly? Maybe just get a. I don't know. Indeed, I just get a diff job. Like I understand employment is hard to come by. I oh, get yeah. it. I am going to be done my degree in the middle of a school year. So I'm just like, good luck to me. I'm going to literally only have the Matt Lee jobs. And I'm just like, hey, so I don't think I'm in this job. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not a housewife. (laughs) I would never do that. But like, I get it. Very difficult. People can't be super picky. Beggars can't be choosers. Um, But feels like for mental health sake of you not going insane, we could do a different job. It just, just feels right. Like. like you don't seem to be very committed to your job as an educator. So like, let's just like <laughs> move it along and get a different, get a different career. Also, they all seem to be like the one, and I know we're going to talk about Bravo, but I, apparently I can't stop talking about gossip girl. The one main teacher Kate Keller who's so yes sad she's a writer and I'm like just go write a column then just go put yourself out there in another way but she can't even stop herself from doing gossip girl long enough to get her real life you know on track and right it's and this is really the sad age of blogging the age of articles and freelancers like never leaving their home and being employed by whole publications like 15 states away from them like this is that age this is that day and time and they're acting like they're not savvy enough like they're all millennials they're like under 40 right that's the whole point like they can do this they're aware of a tiktok like they can go and do things 
just don't get involved with it. Like, just be a regular educator. And that is actually a really great segue into Potomac because Dr. Wendy wants mm-hmm. us to know she is not a reg- regular educator. Okay, honey? She is so, not. <laughs> y'all, by the time this is coming out, another episode of Potomac has come on and I have not recorded about the last episode of Potomac. So we're actually going to talk about both. And... Um, Beverly Hills, and then I will be talking about two episodes of New York because I haven't watched it. It's up to it's my fault. I'm just it's, it's okay. not <laughs> clicking for me the way I want it to. But I've also never been that big on New York, so like I know, oh shocker, they're like, "Mommy, it's the best." Okay, but y'all not watching, and that's just the truth. Um, but like, so me and Ono Bravo will do New York and like the new Beverly Hills on this same week because I'm just gonna do two episodes in one week and just stress myself out some more. It's fine. I mean, why, why not? <laughs> why not but like at least for today the fun stuff of talking about beverly hills that crazy meltdown in oh potomac God. amanda are you loving potomac right now like tell I'm, me you're loving it i'm always loving potomac but the season is really giving me more than i could have asked for because i realized that last season was stressful as much as i loved it there with because of the mm-hmm. conflict and i felt like there was a lot of tension in the bravo community because of it and yes. this season it seems like that tension is just completely lifted there's still conflict on the show but we're not it's not Fun, so high stakes shade. yeah it's so not high light, stakes light shade medium shade spicy shade heavy <laughs> shade there's just shade everywhere and i love it and I can't put my finger on why I like this season I have no idea I just know that by the time it gets to the end like I was watching with my fiance on FaceTime last night and she was just listening to like the commercials and stuff because she was like trying to talk to me in the middle of the commercials and then she says at one point oh good it's already over and I was like wait it is and I was like oh my god they're showing the previews for next week why why why? Where are you going? Like, what I know. are you doing? I you know, I'm so shocked when it ends now. I know. And you know, sometimes shows you can get to a certain point in the season where you're like, it almost feels like a chore. And you're like, wait, am I watching this for fun? Because this is not enjoyable to me anymore. Mm-hmm. Potomac does not give that. Like you never feel like it's a chore to watch. You never feel We're like, oh God, here we go. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm always so excited to watch and I'm so excited yes. to watch all of them. And even with the conflicts, like I know we'll get into it, but like Giselle and Karen, even though I have a favorite, I can still feel like one person might be right over the other, even if they're not my favorite. Like, I feel like it's always up in the air about like how you really feel about this conflict, you know? No, I do. I do. I do know. I I look forward to it every week. Last week's um, episode that we'll talk about first when in the previews for this week, it was like, I want Ray to live. I want Ray to pay his bills. I was on the ground. Like, I'm not even kidding. I literally was like falling out like Wendy. Like, oh my God, no, she did not. And then we get to this week where it finally happens. And then the preview for next week is Wendy coming at Giselle. And I said out loud audibly, I said, that happens next week? Like, you right. know, in Beverly Hills, this would be like nine months of stuff. And then in New York, it would only be two minutes. And then almost I don't get to savor it and enjoy it. It feels like, so New York sometimes feels like I'm eating food out of a straw. Like, like <laughs> I'm being like, like intubated and like the food is just coming that way. And like, you know, not, I don't mean to trigger anybody, but like, it feels like I'm just being like given baby food or like it's just mashed and given straight. Like, I don't want it injected into my veins. That's like, you do that for hydration. But imagine people being like, yeah, I don't really want the cocktail. I just want the, the buzz. So I'm just going to like 
take it in intravenously. Like, no, girl, you want the cocktail. Yeah, I feel I'm like New York saver and enjoy. Yes, they speed past everything because they're all always beaking. Like, there's always people talking and being like, nobody's listening to each other on New York. So, like, Sonia and Luann could be going at it, and Ramona is just chirping away in the background. You can't even focus on what's going on. Whereas Beverly Hills, everyone sits there silently with their yep. mouths like, like open, like <gasps> whenever there's a conflict. Like they're yes, fo- they're hyper focused on it. And Potomac, I think, gives us that good balance because when there's two people having a conflict you can hear comments going on but they're always yes. for a reason they're like mm-hmm. either robin being the voice of reason or someone throwing in a shady comment but it's not yeah it, it's kind of that perfect balance between the two that's why i love yes Potomac. yes it feels like beverly hills is more like a um like those big ass pot roast dinners like it's in the crock pot. It's like meant to last the whole winter. Like you get excited about it, but then you realize, oh, we still eating pot roast on day four. Okay. Day five too. Oh my God. Oh my God. There's still carrots left. Oh, right. And you just keep chewing. And you're like, we are really chewing. Like it's yeah. delicious, but you don't, you're less like every day. Like, oh my God, we're here still. No right. new food. Okay. Whereas Potomac is like a very nice steak dinner once a week like you go yes. to a restaurant or a grilled portobello mushroom if you're a vegan honey um you go to a restaurant you sit down and you got your good you got like good mashed potatoes some mixed vegetables grilled and a nice big steak and a glass of wine you're like oh that just hit the spot like that was good that was yummy and we don't like, need any leftovers because next week right. it'll be another dinner it'll be an amazing and then one you go through a whole long week again and then the next week you're like i think i'm gonna do it again and you just treat yourself and it is good it's fabulous it's delicious like you mentioned that the the karen versus giselle thing um you have a favorite whom's this it okay so i i just love karen huger i really love her i find her to be so entertaining and she just makes me laugh and i do feel weirdly protective over her when people are mm. talking about ray it just makes me a little bit sad for her who's but- talking about ray <laughs> when 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 anyone is just like talking about his broken penis and just i mean not broken but you know what i mean like you know the the old one that 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 karen doesn't like do we expect this is this is so ageist i'm sorry in advance please don't cancel me but did we expect much utility at that age i'm just saying like i expected to work but like is she shocked by these shady comments i just want to know well and it's like i'm not saying that at a certain point in your life you don't want to have sex anymore because hopefully you do for your whole life and there are plenty of people that are you know have been married for like 40 years who still have probably a healthy sex life but i just feel like it's rude to talk about like karen not really being as interested sexually in her husband after like 30 years of marriage, because it's like, I mean, I don't know. I just, I just feel like, obviously, like, you know what I mean? You're not, you're not teenagers anymore. Like you're just not like, yeah. But the thing about her situation with Giselle, that's kind of making me look at her a little bit weird is she's bringing up stuff from so long ago. And I'm like, that's not why you're mad at Giselle. Like that's not. So as much as I am on Karen's side about stuff, I'm like, Karen, honey, like you're not, like, it's not the problem. It's not because she wished 
um, Ray death. That is not why you're mad Which at her. she did not. That was, no. that's not like, I, I go back and forth because I do think that I favor, this is tough. I genuinely feel like for me, it's a 50, 50 split. Yeah. I like them both probably so equally because they also can be both so delusional at the same time that I'm just like, are you okay? Like, I want to take them. Like, what is going on? And because look, Karen, Giselle did not say, I will kill him dead before I let that happen. No, she no. said he will be in the ground before this phase. Not because he's close to it, because she thinks she's going to be beautiful for a very long time. That's, That's how I took I it. That's how I took and it too. Like her being like, this ago. is never going to fade. This is never going to fade. My beauty will never fade. That's what frankly, I thought. She's 50 and it's not fading. So it's I not. guess, the, the, I mean, if the shoe fits. But Karen, so you are also gorgeous. And sometimes I think Giselle is like what she is mad at Karen for rightfully. Like, you know, you're talking about my, my family and my, the man in the phone who's, I normally would say she brought him on the show or whatever, but she kind of didn't. Like she, he's like been in the phone. Like that's kind of the point. She's hit him reasonably, like more than she has anybody else. So I'm like, maybe she kind of didn't, but for what she's mad at Karen for, she's literally doing to Wendy. And I'm like, then that don't make sense to me at all. That seems I, very yeah, backwards. Seems, it does, but it seems like that is Giselle. Like, I feel like she can dish it and she can't take it. And I agree that Karen is, you know, making fun of Jamal. Like, she's making fun of Giselle and Jamal's relationship. And while mm-hmm. I think she could have approached it in a way that was more, like, actually concerned for Giselle. Like, to be like, I don't know if this relationship is right for her. Like, he doesn't seem to be as committed, but I instead it's more that like, way. yeah, but instead it's, it starts to come off as like her being cruel, like her just mm-hmm. being mean to Giselle and, and yeah, but I'm, I'm not surprised that Giselle is starting shit with Wendy about like her, her marriage because well, Giselle wants yeah. to shift the focus. She wants yeah. to shift the focus. Of course. And her people, her people It's just funny. Like, then don't cite that as your reasoning for why you're mad at Karen, because right. you're doing the same thing. <laughs> but then every bit of then just know Wendy has every single right to also be mad at you because yeah. it's the same thing. So just call on a spade a spade. Like, oh, so let's get into that, that, that last episode briefly. So we can talk about this most recent one. Um, oh boy. Dude. <laughs> um, Raven is adorable. Karen's adorable. daughter. I love that she has her corporate America job. Karen is just such a mom. Like she's just like that mom. And she's at that age of momness of like, yes, my daughter is actually just so, I'm just so proud of her. Like, look at my baby. Like, you know, it's just, it's really sweet. Reminds me a lot of my mom because I'll be like, I'll do nothing. I'll just be like, oh, I paid my own bill. And my mom's like, you're just doing such a good job. (laughs) Yeah. You're really doing it by yourself. And you're just, I'm so proud of you. And I'm over here like stressed, anxious, like, I can't do anything. I want to be hopeless. She's like, you're just doing amazing. I'm just so proud of you. But it is true. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that it's not Raven herself, but it does speak to Karen and Ray, like to have such a, a great child who's like doing so well, you know, it's like a sense of pride. Parents are just like that. I mean, it's not always about the parents. Also the child has to you know, be an adult and do those things. But I'm just, I am so happy for Karen because she just seems like she gets so much joy from seeing her 
her daughter do well. And she's, Mm -hmm. I love Raven. I think she's wonderful. Yes. I love that. Also, Karen was like mad at Giselle for quote unquote, wishing death on her husband because her kids were young and Raven was like 23. (laughs) (laughs) But she's like, that's my baby. (laughs) And I'm like, that's very funny. Like they're full of like adults. Like anyone over the age of 18, I feel like they understand like what's really a threat of violence or something. Like, yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's, oh, I could have made a very good connection to something political, but that would just open my ass up for a can of worms. And I know that. So (laughs) anywho, um, Robin. Okay. So comparison here, because one, and as a married person, I'd love your thoughts. One is, um, to me putting too much pressure on Robin. Um, I don't love even how the way the women have are going to be handling this of like Juan's unattractive to you (gasps) we must do something I'm like okay hold on first of all that's on him one two it's not on her to fix that she still looks the way she looks Robin is gorgeous like a solid 10 however it was a pandemic and that should not be taken lightly people really did have a lot of depression they really did get a little lethargic and a little less motivated, especially like when they had kids and stuff and entertaining them people for all day. Like I got a lot of feedback. I'm sure you did too. Look, thank you for all you do because I don't want to hang out with my kids for eight hours. Actually, I, I hate it. It's hate really it hard. <laughs> I just wish Juan would be, I, I, I think he's coming from a good place. I don't think he's, I don't think he's a hundred percent being a complete asshole. I don't think he's being like, oh, Robin, like you need to do this stuff for me. I really think he's saying you need to be better for you and for the kids. Like I do believe that. However, I just wish that he would be a little bit more like, what can I do for you to get you out of this funk? Like, or what's wrong? Right. Like it's very clear that something's off and it's not just that she doesn't want to make your kids lunch and breakfast. It's also you can do sir. Right. But like, that's the thing I don't get is like, I see him and he's yes. Okay. The only difference I see in the filming is that he's awake and she's not. So I get it. Like you don't want someone to be asleep all day. It's concerning. But then you say, Hey, do you think maybe you should talk to somebody because it's not normal to be asleep all day? You know, like something's up, let's get you the help we need, but what support do you need? What can I do to help you? Like, should we have a, a schedule that we do together. So we wake up and we go for a walk together to get you out of the house. Like that would be a supportive partner. And that's Mm -hmm. where I think that's what I think he's missing a little bit. I don't think he's coming from a bad place, but I just don't think he's approaching it correctly. I see that. I mean, he's just putting a lot of responsibility on her to Mm -hmm. get herself out of this and not recognizing it for what it is and what, or what it could be. And not even open to having like that thought process. Maybe they've had it before off camera. She was like, I don't want to go get it. But then that's like, still mental health is like, it's very, very tricky. And it's like, you know, you gotta, you can't berate her. Cause that's, I'm telling you there right now, that's not going to be a motivational factor at all. It's just gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna roll over. Cause now you made me feel worse. So you could do that. Um, but and then she goes to get active because he's like, just go be active, which is great. Still not a, um, a cure-all for all things that's going on with her mentally. But um, yeah, I'm like, okay, go get active. I love that Wendy is in the mix and um, is still very concerned about, you know, not popping her titties. <laughs> she is just very, I, 
I want to draw the first comparison first and go back to that because I, the difference that I see with Juan and like G, Mia's husband, who is like, not you need to be more present in a home the same way Juan is. He's like, I just think your kids miss you and you actually don't need to work nearly as hard as you do because we're fine. I am rich. You have money. You own things. It's fine. Like we're good. Like, you know that, right? You can at least take your kid to karate. Like, right. Like when she told him, but when he, when he told her, like, I just want you to know, this was like a, a nice loving call out to me of like, by the way, your son has looked forward to you taking him to his extracurricular activities three times. And three times you have inadvertently told me that I need to take him. And he says it's fine, but he's looking at time with you. So just know he's signing up for time with mom. That's why he's calling you. And you're telling him, hey, daddy G's going to take you. And it's, I'm going to do it. But like, you don't need to rain check him three times. You actually don't need to. I know. And I feel like he has a lot of, he has more experience because he's older and he's raised kids before. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I feel like she should really listen to him and maybe, maybe he's speaking from experience. Like maybe Mm. with his first set of, of children, he wished that he could go back and relive those times with them. And it's like, cause I guarantee you the biggest regret people always have, like when they get older is that they didn't spend enough time with their family. Like people never wish they worked harder. They never do. They always wish they worked. They spent more time with their family. And so maybe he's speaking from experience there and she should probably take it in. I mean, I get it though. Cause she's like, I want to provide for them what I didn't have. So that requires hard work, but hopefully she can kind of found, find this balance and hopefully housewives doesn't make it harder on her. Cause it could, I mean, yeah, she's going to be busy. That's true. She is going to be busy. And I, what I like is in, and jumping to, you know, this current week's episode, um, she kind of establishes that when she takes her kids to federal hill um to have like a nice little picnic um and give that tiny baby or really not tiny but give that child an umbrella a shade umbrella i was like wait what <laughs> it made me laugh the baby's like this is a toy right and she's like no this is not a toy not a, it's not a um a beach umbrella you just hold it i was like why <laughs> still a three-year-old just felt like so funny but um that's housewives but she was like i recognize my kids need me. I think that I need to make sure that they have everything that they've ever wanted so they don't have to want for anything. But I think that what we hear the most from her when she speaks about her experience with like Robin and Giselle and everything is more about her upbringing being, she's absent of family and she doesn't want to recreate that cycle. And she's like, I think they just need me. I'm like, they really do. The kids just want to see, especially at how young they are, so what is he 13 or something right the oldest is like 13 14 he's like a teenager. he just wants to hang out his mom like he's like I hey know. you gonna come to my game or something like i'm playing basketball i'm starting you won't come i'd like it if you came like <laughs> they definitely are in a good situation where they like they have everything they need and more even if she slows down with work like they will be fine so they just want yeah. They just want their mom. I, I think, I think this is a good storyline to show. I think a lot of people experience this weird work-life balance as a working parent. And so I think it's good for her to show it. I'm really liking Mia. I feel like she's being very open. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's being very open. I think she's great for the show. I mean, she's got enough, she's in the mix enough with like the mm-hmm. conflict, but not overdoing it. I think. 
I have moments. I have moments. Um, I more so it's about the reception to me because for one, I would love to address first and foremost, I have zero problem with Mia asking randomly and um, unprovoked Ascala, how many businesses do you own? Because I also <laughs> had zero problem and still have zero problem with Wendy telling me she has four degrees. Right. It is not for me. I'm an equal opportunity. I am literally like a whole civil rights act of housewives. I'm equal opportunity. So I see a lot of people, but it's important to raise that awareness because people are, you know, saying that like, it's acceptable for me, but Wendy got so much shit for it. And there's always a talk of colorism on the show. Absolutely. And I am not blind to it at all. It's happening, honey. I see it. I'm watching it. I'm just telling you, you know, that's not happening over here at this mixer yeah. because I am here. I want Wendy to drop four more degrees. Tell them today. I want Wendy, her to remind me. I want Wendy to brag about everything that she does because she is that bitch. Like she is yeah. doing it all. <laughs> she literally is doing it all. I think people forget, like I talked about this with um, people on Instagram last night. People forget that last season she had just had a baby. Like they, they literally forgot to tell yeah. her to bring her newborn child who just left the hospital on yeah. that trip because the she- NICU. Right. Because, right. Because she is able to balance everything so well. Like she's doing everything. She is the perfect embodiment of you can have it all. She has her family. She works really hard. She is now an entrepreneur. She's like starting a brand new thing for herself with her home line. And I know, I know it's not, I don't know if it's like going exactly, (laughs) but it's like, she was doing fine with business. Like she was doing fine with her business before. And now she wants to to branch out. So I just feel like she really is the perfect embodiment of doing it all and having it all. And so I can't stand when people give her a hard time for talking about her degrees. If I had four degrees, I would wear a shirt that says I have four degrees. I would wear it every day. Say, I think I said last season when I, when, when I was recording, I was like, me finishing my master's. It's all I talk about. Please actually ask me about how I'm getting yes. extra education to be an educator. I am very proud like what it was and it's just like who asked you for this so it's like listen i'm qualified honey and she's a whole p h and d like let me tell you something about if i had a p and h or a d and it doesn't be- mean that she's looking down on other people it just no, means she's that she's just proud of her proud. accomplishments right right and exactly. that's fine and i'm also very proud of me and all her businesses yes. if you can integrate yourself into an entire um, franchise and career space that you have zero expertise or knowledge in. I'm actually very impressed. Like she owned massage envies and, um, me and my fiance disagree on this a lot because my fiance who's studying to be a chiropractor, as I've mentioned a thousand times, you've heard it. So no need to write me a review. I heard it myself. Um, she has such issue with the joint because they tend to not be run by chi- or owned by chiropractors, which means like that sometimes their practices aren't always in like with patient first in mind, but more so mm. like with what you come to expect from them. The biggest equation you could do is like go into like a spa, like any spa, holistic spa, whole food spa, like um, a Waldorf spa, like a red door and Eden, a garden, Eden one, like any spa that you've ever been to. And like a massage envy. Yes, it could work in that moment. But if you're looking for a certain kind of like experience, then the people who provide that experience of a spa might look at the other one like, oh, okay. So you're just trying to like rip us off and then like undercut the price as you would with any career. You know what I mean? Like 
burger places probably don't love that everyone goes to like you know Shake Shack I don't know like something right. like that like because you're just like you don't even need to know about this like I put a lot of money and time in my recipes and you're just like over there like going yeah yeah we just put some salt and pepper and it's a meal <laughs> like yay <laughs> like it's so they she had such an issue with it but I actually love the fact that Mia was like you know what's cute spines let's focus <laughs> on that let's talk about it like so random have, but here like, she is listen, she probably went as a stripper or maybe not because they were never asking her to take her clothes off remember however the way she was working that pole lets me know that she is a little bit of an expert she did a good job she could have just been like i take a lot of pole dancing classes i've been to those the workout ones Um, maybe she's just that good and they teach you how to do things there they do they teach you and if you Mm -hmm. go regularly which by the way is a great workout there's a lot of really good um places you can go for pole dancing workouts that I feel like she could have used that, but it's almost like she's saying she wasn't really a stripper, but she's not really hiding it either. So I feel like she's like, that is it. And that's where I'm tricky with Mia because I'm like, there are moments that I find likable. And then there are moments where I'm just like, I don't know what I'm getting right now. And that is it because like, I do think that she is in some regards trying to be that perfect housewife figure like on housewives. But at the same time, I don't have an issue with that usually because I like a housewife who understands the assignment. Like jumping ahead a little bit and we'll obviously back up. When they get to the resort and she let them girls kick her out of her room, I'm like, unless you did that perp and you let it happen purposely so they would look like assholes, which they did. I right. have not seen Robin look like an asshole that big in a long time. I was like, are you? Is this the same Robin? This is sleepy Robin who like doesn't even show up to the fights, but she <laughs> is, Mia, I'm kicking you out of your room. I'm like, is this for real? This felt so like, old school like babysitters club mean girls like definitely 90s early 2000s like sitcom these are the mean girls and it's very established like oh my god I wish we were in the same room hey I'm kicking you out it was like you're the beta can you be quiet and then Mia rolling over I was like oh no Mia don't roll over but then did you see what she tweeted last night no I didn't see it oh my god when they were like when Candace was like I would never let somebody talk to me like that child don't let them bully you like that she said it was fine I just thought they should like have a taste of luxury since they don't get that often and I was like oh never mind you know there's always a reason always too soon I was like oh that's funny (laughs) and I was like and then now that's a that's a paraphrase but that's a that made me feel like there was a redeemable moment. Yes. What that. But um, speaking of Mia, let's talk a little bit about her meeting up with Giselle and Robin at this lounge. Sometimes I really just wonder, like, why production? Like, the, I guess, it, I, I don't know. I would have to ask the same question of every franchise. But, like, what makes production film at certain places because for how big we know the dmv is i'm like y'all cannot possibly want to do all this drop production has to be mad they spend 70 percent of their day in the car like they're all over the place where okay that's where they were because i Atlanta. okay they're like and like why live close no live close to there mia is maybe 40 minutes away an hour like robin's an hour giselle's 45 minutes away and you're talking about a big beltway that 
its only purpose of this side of the beltway is to go in and out of D.C., like the busiest tiny city ever. See, like, what? If I was picking, if I was picking a meeting spot between those, because you know, if you if you guys are listening and you don't know, I'm also a DMV gal myself. I live in Maryland, so if I were picking a meeting spot between Robin, Giselle, and Mia, I would say Columbia. That's like a good Perfect. meeting, right in the middle, right in the middle. Perfect. That's actually like right outside of Baltimore. It's like the 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 um, suburbs of that area. Very nice. I hear that Robin's actually building a house not too far from there. I was told around Elkridge or something. I think like, that's where. Which yeah, is where great her new school house district. Is so good for the children. Yes. Um, which is really good for her. But yeah, like nice in the middle, not an hour from every party. Cause like, where are the producers? Like this isn't even close to where they would be. Like, I don't know where, like, where are people? I'm just like, y'all spend your whole day in a car for okay places. Like, it, was like, okay. it was just a restaurant. It was just a restaurant. It's not like they were going to some event. Like, it would be one thing if it was like closer to someone's house. Like, you know, sometimes when Candace and Ashley met up, it was like 10 minutes from Ashley's house. Like that makes sense. She has a baby in a stroller and that makes fun. But an hour from everybody seems a little like redundant. Like some, some kind of weird. Although I will say, you know, I, I, someone, I think it was like Bravo by Betches who posted today that they are very ready for um, people to get vaccinated so that um, we can keep each other safe, but also so housewives can stop taking fucking local trips and travel internationally. Because I too was like, Williamsburg? Question mark. And I grew up going to Kings Mill. I know y'all hate when I talk about that I'm from here, but I don't know what's my podcast. Um, I went to, I, and I knew they were going to go to Kings Mill. I was like, oh, this is, that's the only resort in the whole area that's like nice. So I was like, and it's like hella expensive. It's like Anheuser-Busch or something like that. Oh, it's like really, really fancy. We grew up going there because my dad used to play tennis a lot. So he would take all the tennis tournaments there and we would get to stay. My mom liked to go to the spa and I would just be like in the kids room all day, Ooh. like doing kids stuff. We, they had like little condos and things. We didn't say that any of these type of houses that are gorgeous, like the Obamas and presidents and whatnot. But I'm like, Williamsburg? Like that's where you go like for a family because it's like right by Jamestown and like Bush Gardens. Yeah, I actually have been to Williamsburg before and this is so random because it's, it was also a situation where I'm like, why are we going to Williamsburg? So in, co- in college, you know, I went to university of Maryland and I Same. was in a, I was in a sorority and the fraternities would do these like away weekends where they would have like a formal like event, but you would go away for the whole weekend with, and you would bring dates, whatever. So we went to Williamsburg for like some fraternity away weekend. And I was like, why are we going to Williamsburg? Like, it's not where you would right. expect like a college kid to be like, Oh, this is so exciting, but it was pretty cool. Cause we did explore the like colonial Williamsburg, whatever, like during the day, but then we just got like wasted and did whatever at the hotel, like room that we were not hotel room, but like hotel ballroom or whatever that the formal was at. But, but I don't remember any of it because I was drunk the whole time. So I don't know if where we stayed was where they stayed, but I am assuming not because the Obamas also go there. So yeah, I remember that's where a fraternity would go. (laughs) I remember that it was very um, nice. My parents both had parents who were born and raised in DC. And when it was um, chocolate city, um, and it was very, um, like they worked insanely hard for what they had only one of 
my grandparents finished college. They all, I think all of them went, but not all of them finished. Um, and, and they worked very, very hard. So like to have not a whole lot. Um, and my dad, because he kind of had a, a background not too dissimilar from Mia's, not necessarily in the foster care system, but like when parents like had a lot of struggles that kind of um, impacted the proper care and everything for their children. So they, uh, my dad, like when he got to be an adult with a full-time job and everything, he was like hell bent on having all this nice stuff, like doing things for his kid that he didn't get to have, like mm-hmm. having like for him, like a big thing was just having juice in the house because he always wanted juice as a kid and they couldn't always afford juice. Um, and he had like other siblings and stuff. So like, it was a luxury if they had juice and it was always his mom's favorite, which was iced tea for special events. So he ate iced tea, but he always had juice in the house. We don't even drink the juice. He just wanted to have it. He'd be like, it's me, it's mine. I'm an adult with money and I can have this. So he always wanted to go to like nice resorts. Like when he started doing the tennis, we would just go with him to, you know, cheer him on. But he was like, no, I want to stay. He wanted to travel because he never got to do any of that shit. Right. So when he got older, he was like, no, we're going to do it. And we're going to go to an amusement park and we're going to have games and we're going to do stuff. And so we always went to Kingsville because like, and he would always let me take a friend and we had like a nice condo and it was like, on, there was like a golf course and water and stuff. And I didn't know how expensive it was until um I was like looking for places for my bachelorette weekend. And I was like, we could go to Kingsville like I, when I was a kid. I was like, no, we cannot. Oh, you're like, oh, do that. you're oh. calling up like, wait a second. Um, how no. did you guys take us here all the time? In fact, I'm very tempted to actually look up how much the, <laughs> the, um, the villa is that they're staying at i'm, hey, I'm curious I, why too. are we like this why are we like this i always want to know i always want to know like how much things cost i i recently looked up like how much it would cost to get like a private chef to come to your like home to do a dinner party because i was like these women every time they're on vacation they get a, a chef and it's not something i, I would ever think to do and not that I'm like balling or whatever, but I'm like, maybe that would be like a cool thing to do one night. And then I was like, oh my God, never mind. <laughs> it is not, yes. it is not even close to being an option. Let's see. Whoa, I have to literally request the stay to stay oh. at the uh, state that they stayed at. Mm-hmm. Um, that that says something to me. Oh. <laughs> yep. That I can't says even, it. like get the accommodations. That's insane. So let's yep. see if we just go to like regular ones. Yeah. I'm going to look for a regular room. Of course it does prompt you to put in your information, but I just clicked skip that step. Okay. So like you can get like a, just a, you know, a, a room with a king bed in September. Oh wait. Okay. Cottages, a four bedroom cottage on the James is, um, like 21, $2,200 per night. <laughs> oh, okay. <Cute. laughs> yeah. Okay. Now granted, um, these are like three steps below where they're actually staying. And right. yes, we know production pays for it, but still, I like to know I like to know the budget update that like the Potomac ladies are getting. You know what I mean? Because right. like, when they first started, they were just going to Ashley's house in Delaware. 
I like, know. There was zero travel budget for them back in the day. And then they started going to like cons and things. And I guess they realized that the Potomac Gators are investable because they deliver. Yes. Like, let's, let's, let's back all the way up. Mia is telling Giselle and Robin about her life experiences. And I'm actually really glad that she did this because Giselle was a little too shady. And this is where I get 50-50 split because sometimes I'm like, you just take it too far. Um, beyond being like the, uh, the conversation being dubbed over, did you notice that when Ashley was talking to Giselle and Giselle, it got dubbed in um, because I guess they cut the conversation that she was discussing Wendy's rumor before. They oh. cut it out of the scene, like so oh. out of the show. So they dubbed it in when she was talking to Ashley as if that conversation had already happened and we knew about it. And so I'm like, so you're doing that um, and you're bringing it up. Just, you know, we're going to foreshadow and bookmark that. But also she said to Ashley, I would love to know more about Mia because um, how she went from the strip club to being a, a boss and um, how you go from Annapolis to the strip club to being a boss. Because what happened, and for those who do not know, Annapolis is, um, it's a very, very, very nice city. It's the naval bases and everything. So it's a very, um, um, what is the word? Affluent city. It's a very nice area on the water. Um, it's beautiful. We don't know if everybody's life is like that living over there, but you know, right. that is the assumption that Gisela is giving us. And she said, so I make sure we tell, I tell my daughters what not to do. And I was like, that's just rude like it's honestly like also she was a child so like right I mean I know she didn't really know what happened to Mia and I'm sure after hearing her backstory she probably felt a little guilty about what she said I hope she learned yeah because that's just it's just not it's just not nice it's just not nice it was very rude and I was like oh god and then when they sat down I was like all right Mia Uh, Giselle swallow it take it take it take it like because Mia explained to us that you know both her parents were um involved in drugs and I love that she was able to connect with Robin in some way right not necessarily the best way it was very sad way that Robin's um father-in-law passed away from the same uh thing as uh, Mia's parent because of heroin use and AIDS um and that's you know really sad and Giselle was very quiet and I was like, good. I hope you're learning. Stop talking before you know. Learn first. Yep. And then make judgments, which is fine. We all judge, but let's just judge with more information. It's a good time to judge. It's like she was judging before she even she was like judging a book from its cover, basically. It's a without, yeah, a prejudge. She was being literally prejudiced. Like <laughs> that's literally what the word <laughs> means. So like she said that, you know, she um, was born, she was from Annapolis. Her parents were involved in drug use and um, she was taken and it happened very suddenly. So she wasn't really able to do anything. Her dad was um, abusive to his uh, stepmom, her stepmom, I believe. Um, And, you know, there was a situation where she got involved um, as children do. They just want to protect and save everybody. And they're just the most precious things on the planet and um she was tossed into a tv she was bruised and scraped a child raised concern as kids also do because they just mm-hmm. want to protect everybody right um and teachers they do what they what they got to do i mean it's unfortunate but i mean i've i've seen it in action it happens very fast and they just their main concern is the child and, and she even said as a child you don't know you just want to go home you don't understand that the implications are that at home you're unsafe they just take it day by day. They don't know right. the big picture. 
And so she was, that's the last time she went home that day. And I had to be, it's insanely scary. Like, I just wanted to hug her and like hug a little Mia, like a tiny Mia, because I just, yeah, she's an adult and she's fine now. She owns all her businesses, but that is tough. And I can see why she would have um, a hard time, maybe even sometimes even being present with her kids because something occurred to me. How does she, does she know how? Like right. giving her kids everything because she knows that that is something you're supposed to do because it wasn't done to her. But also what wasn't done to her is her parents being super involved in her life physically. Right. She was missing available. a lot. She was missing more than just the tangible belo- mm-hmm. like things that you can have and the stability. She was also missing that loving, caring kind of, not that they didn't love her and care for her, but they weren't protecting her is basically what I'm saying. Like they were not protecting her. And so, um, and even her mom who, you know, she, she was an addict. And so I don't put, put any sort of fault on her mom for what she was going through, but she wasn't able to protect her child because of her addiction, which is, it happens a lot. And so Mia, yeah. I mean, she's just, she was lacking so much that it must be hard for her because she didn't have those role models. Mm-hmm. And, but I think she's doing a great job as a mom. She's doing yes. everything she can. And, and her story is really inspiring because it's like, it doesn't matter like what she went through in her life. Like she is able to like set her goals high and, and get out. But I, but we don't know her whole story. So we don't know how she, we really don't know how she was able to be where she is today and who helped her along the way or what she had to go through because so many people, no matter what they, no matter how hard they try, they can't escape those situations and Mm -hmm. it's not their fault, you know? So I would love to learn more about her. I'm enjoying her. I know she's not perfect, but, and I don't like to say that I'm like standing a first season housewife. I would never do that. Don't you'll get a lever. Oh yeah. Very upset about that. Um, (laughs) no, I think you're totally right. In fact, I think that, um, in fact, they need to take the stigma and the shame off of this whole idea of strippers, because let me tell you something strippers I would not be because she even tweeted recently why do y'all assume that G gave me all the money to start all my businesses and you know what's funny I don't I actually don't assume that at all in fact yes she might have met him there but I think she had that seat money because I do know um I don't want to out any of my friends because I don't know this is exactly how they want to live how they want to tell their stories but I know of some people who have actually um, dealt into stripping and um, the OnlyFans world and everything. And let me tell you something. They're a lot less less stressed about money than I am. Yeah. Have you ever like stumbled upon like TikTok, stripper TikTok, TikTok? You know how like you can get into like a TikTok world? Like a world. A lot of strippers will post their tips, like them counting their money with like their money counters after a mm-hmm. couple days of the week to show the truth, like to show the truth behind it. Yes. And I'm like, oh my God, they're doing great. I mean, not yes. everybody, obviously. And it's, it's not for everybody, but if that is what people are choosing to do, like more power to them, like do it's what you legal, need to do. Right. And they're doing something to sustain themselves and um, a lot of people don't know is that a lot of strip clubs, it's actually the stripper's responsibility to pay out the bar. So like they're actually paying for the bartenders and the bouncers. Otherwise the bouncers don't take care of them. They literally right. are paying and they pay a fee in a lot of strip clubs to strip there. 
So they have enough money to make rent and car payments and they have to pay uh, like a booth fee, like, like, a, like a salon. Like when you like, rent a booth, they literally are like paying to strip at that club in a lot of places. And they pay the bouncer so they can get taken care of and not like harassed. And they pay the bartenders for like getting people nice drinks and chatting them up so they'll stay and spend more money. Like it's, they're basically running it and they're not even running it. So you got to like lay off of them. I, I know some, I know some, um, a, a person who has like owns um, properties and stuff. And they were like, let me tell you something. I have one tenant who is a stripper and they have been, um, they have two kids in private school. And this is not everyone's situation. But they have two kids in private school. They've never been laid on rent and they never complain about any upcharges in rent right. every year that it goes up. They're just like, they're just, they work very hard. I mean, it's yeah. hard work. You said it's a great workout. But also oh, yeah. men all day? <laughs> Are you kidding? Girl, you deserve all the money and all the sick of I'm sick of people who judge strippers but don't judge the men who go to strip clubs. Like it's like and what make it make sense? Women, make it make sense. I'm telling you, that's why the women, especially on this show and all the other house shows, hate strippers so much. Yeah. Because they know their men are there all the time. And that's <laughs> right. where they're spending their money. So they're looking at me like, oh, you got my husband's five hundred dollars on you somewhere. I know it. That's what it is. That's what it yeah. is. And just say that. Yeah, say that. But um, so yeah, now we're 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 going on the bus and we're headed to Kings Mill or uh, Williamsburg. Let me tell you something. What are your thoughts on Candace this season? Because I'm actually enjoying her more than I thought I would, and I am a little annoyed by myself because I'm like, why am I so easily flipped? It's so funny. I I funny. I know. I really like her. I mean, I've always liked her. I just I just didn't. I just didn't always take her side on arguments and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. I always was entertained by her and I like to see her just like having fun this season because I felt like it could have gone a different direction. She could have come in and been like, so traumatized from what happened last season, which I would completely understand where Mm -hmm. she's not able to like let loose, especially around Karen, who she's obviously having issues with. Now she's still not inviting Ashley. That's so, but it was funny though that's right. the thing it's shady but it's funny she's she was like oh like, I forgot <laughs> they were like you didn't invite Ashley I didn't invite Ashley um you know why because actually I forgot it slipped <laughs> my mind honey my head wrap was too tight and it slipped my <gasps> mind and that made me laugh because even when Giselle said I did invite her she was like why did she invite her? Because don't she have a new baby at home that she need to talk to? Which to be fair, like not a mom shame at all because I, again, felt the same thing when Wendy, like this is the second trip Ashley has to come on, like fresh out of labor. Right. And I'm just like, because Wendy also was like, I would have loved to have not had to breastfeed like 17,000 hours. Literally. to make sure my kid has food while And I'm like gone. pumping like, and like pumping before the trip and everything. Like I get it. I, and honestly, sometimes I feel like I wouldn't want to invite someone knowing that they're going to just have to say no, because it almost puts them in an, in a position to have to turn it down, whatever. But yeah. that's not why Candace didn't. <laughs> no, of course <laughs> not. But it would have been cute if that's what she said, but she didn't. Uh-huh. She really just went with the shade and she took it and ran. She was like, I don't know. I must have forgot. But if, I would have been like, <laughs> honestly, I didn't want her to feel the pressure of having to say no. when I know she just had a baby like five minutes ago. I mean, I think the baby was like a month at this point, but uh-huh. like still that is early. Even I was like, Ashley, you want to go to Williamsburg and be with these bitches and not be with your kid? What did you she think just about- she seems so enamored with the children, you know? I know. She loves them kids more than she loves these women. 
Absolutely. What did you think about her room placements in terms of like who was staying in which house? I found it a little bit interesting. Yeah, I did find it interesting that she committed to who's staying in which house but didn't pick rooms. Right. That to me felt weird. I'm like you might as well do that. Right. Like, if they're not gonna, if they're gonna fight over it, let them fight over it. Or if they're not, then don't. Like pick your room, the obvious master where Obama stayed, of course, her former boss. Um <laughs> And then, like, let everybody else have it out, be in the house, main house, or not in the main house. Like, that's up to them, first come, first serve. But I'm also, like, requiring a, like, Sonia Ramona energy. Like, those two very um, aged biddies just run around and put you young girls to shame because they really beat feet and be like, this is my room. It's the best. This is for us. So I'm like, how did they get... Y'all, did y'all see them leave? No, they are like literally speeding to go find their favorite room. And I so like that funny. energy. It's my favorite kind of energy of like picking it for themselves because otherwise you get like a Kenya response of like, I pit you over there by the cellars and it's a closet. <laughs> You're welcome. And like, I just, I don't know. But Candace, has she ever hosted a trip before? Oh yes, because she took us to Nima Colon, right? No, that was Ashley. I don't. I, yeah, I don't, I don't remember who took was... us to Nima Colon, which is another place I went on a fraternity away weekend. It's very interesting. They keep filming at all of these places that I went in college for away weekends, and they're all very nice places. You want to know and why? We were a complete shit show. It's because, quite frankly, for the DMV, for us to have so much, we actually have so little. Like, we're right. in a small area. Yeah. So it's like we have a lot of stuff to do, but like short term, like great right. brunch places great for happy hour like staycation right we have a lot like in dc or like in maryland but if you're taking a trip away yeah we're not really that kind of a destination girl right (laughs) (laughs) we're like no we're not great for that um we could have a couple cute look hotels but all the more reason why we need the girls to be on a plane because i really would love to see I would have loved like the thirst of the ladies overseas with some accents involved or something. Oh yeah. And, like, you know, cause they're all just, you know, they're all look like, craving a little bit. So they're just like, Ooh. I know and... I miss those international trips, but hopefully For, like, next, no reason. <laughs> hopefully next year we'll get some filming in that way. I don't know. Come on. Delta Lambda, all these variants need to get themselves under control first. And then we will. Right. So lastly, just it, all that happened last is that um, they all picked their rooms. Of course, Mia let them walk all over her. and she. But I also am not going to shame her for that because she is new. And I had to think like in terms of like empathy, I've been a new girl or something and just making friends because I transferred schools a lot as a kid. So I was, I understood like you just don't want to step on toes at that right. point because you just got good with these people and you also are out of your element and you don't really have a person like that. Like, yeah, she has Karen, but like she's still getting to know all of these women. So it just seems better to not fight these two when you just got out of a fight with these two. Right. Like pick and choose your battles. And then right. also like who wants to be staying in a room next to someone who would rather you be somebody else. It's like, okay, right. well you guys have to be together. Fine. All right. I'll move. And it made then. Robin look like the asshole, which right. is what I, to me, that's a good housewife move. You keep it cute. <laughs> Let somebody else look terrible because we all agree with you. And then you get shady on Twitter and say, well, I mean, I just want her to have some luxury. She's welcome. I can go anywhere so anytime. Like, it's, it's not, she's not wrong. So um, that was funny. Um, but also 
it's just that the way that Robin like didn't ask like Mia is it do you think maybe we could switch rooms so I could be next to Giselle because y'all know we we can't live without each other girl you know us mm-hmm. like that would have been fine I feel like Mia probably would have been like okay I feel like she was like trying to make it sound like she was joking around by just being like hey I'm gonna need you to move I'm taking your room but then it wasn't really a joke like she actually wanted the room yeah, and it like, didn't come off that way it came off very 90s mean girl like it was yeah. very like textbook like Mia I'm kicking you out of your room uh-huh. I'm kicking, you're going to go downstairs okay and it's like uh, okay like and I felt for her in that moment I didn't love it and I was like oh but good for you you made them the green eye bandits look mean so people who hate the green eye bandits are like see this is what we're talking about they're bullies they're, the worst. they're <laughs> bullies and then we get into we end with Robin, I mean with Giselle and Karen and Giselle being like, are we gonna have any apologies? Which is like really like weird because she just did to Wendy what she's asking Karen to apologize to her about. But it's also insane. Karen is hung up on something that didn't actually happen. So both of them just can't say we just don't like each other anymore. And that's just is what it is. Right. That's all it is. But like we get two very funny, memeable moments in this section. Giselle saying, well, she's asking for an apology. And Karen just kind of looks up barely from her plate and goes, are you talking to me? Because <laughs> she's like, oh, I didn't know who you was addressing. Because a hit dog did not holler here. Okay. And that was funny. And then Giselle's like, I want Ray to live. I, I know to pay his bills. <laughs> I was dying at the bill. That's why it's like, that's why I love the show because as much as I'm like protective over Karen and I agree with her a lot of times with things, I'm like, Giselle is still funny. Like she's being hilarious in this moment. So like I'm both obs- obsessed. So much <laughs> when she barely looked at that woman said, are you talking to me? Like that was just like, not Karen said, I don't know who you're addressing, but it's not me because I don't owe you anything. And Giselle be like, I want him to live. I never wish that on your husband because I want him to pay his bills. It just, it's very so good. funny. You can't, like, you can't write this stuff. That's the thing about Potomac no. is it's like, you couldn't write a funnier character than Karen Huger, and you couldn't write a funnier situation than the Giselle and Karen feud. Like that's never ending, it's and I never want it to go away. I love best it forever. Feud I've ever seen because they're the to me they're the only two people that could spar with each other. They are both equal caliber spar partners. Yes, they are like this is like Manny and Mayweather. This is like equal opportunity boxing. That's the fight you pay pay per view for because you know it's actually going to be a good one, and you're like oh. Oh, this is actually going to be fun to watch. Like, like it's not going to be over are, in two seconds because no, one person is clear, right? Back and forth, and they're good at it. Yeah, they're good at each other, and they've been doing this. I did with um, oh no, Bravo, the very first episode of Potomac for my Housewives series, and honey, that was funny because they have been doing this since literally yes. episode one, and that's what's crazy. It's like. Giselle put out like her famous cookies and she goes yes here are my cookies but you didn't vote for them in a cookie contest that we had and she goes well you know I had to be honest and they're good but they were some other that were better but it's a store bought and I'm like wait oh my god <laughs> episode one and episode one she gives her the etiquette um, I need to go on how to be polite <laughs> 
I need to go back and rewatch season one. It's been so long. I haven't watched it since, since it, it premiered. Aired. Yeah. yeah, since it aired. And it's been years now. So I need to go back and watch that. Yes, it's so good. I mean, that was the most fun I've ever had in my life talking about a show. Um, and then uh, really, really quickly, and then we can get into Beverly Hills very quickly. Um, the, see, the, the previews for next week, I genuinely, again, audibly was like, this happens in one episode? Oh my because God. Because I was like, wait. So Wendy kind of um, address, actually comes for one day to just stir shit up. I love that for her. Yes. Um, she's she very is- good at her job. Mm-hmm. She knows what she needs to do. They need, you know, they don't need her because they're, they're fine. All of them can handle a, a group trip minus somebody. And it's always going to be entertaining, but it's never... It's never boring with Ashley. She, she will always bring she something. She does her job. She yes, really she does, does her job. <laughs> so she is there and she tells Wendy that Giselle brought up this rumor. But she does also say that Giselle thinks it's an unfounded rumor. That's not an excuse on Giselle. But I think mm-hmm. that she is just trying to be like, Giselle wasn't saying this happened. Right. She was bringing it up on camera, though. That's her way of being like, if you thought it was going to be cut out, I'm bringing it up to you because it's already been brought up. Yes. Just letting you know. It's kind of reminds me of like that Dallas time where um, it was rumored that Cameron only brought up to, uh, I think, Stephanie and Travis that Leanne called um, Carrie the quote unquote chirpy Mexican because they found out that it was going to air. Oh, so okay. she brought it up to Stephanie in the car like, hey, by the way, this happened because it was like she wanted to make sure that they knew I'm bringing this up to you because it's going to air and we need to actually get in front of how we feel about this so we need to make sure people know on record that we do not support this language right otherwise it's gonna air and it's gonna look like we don't give a fuck right like you're just right like that you're just supporting this person saying these horrible things yeah like mm, we need to make sure that we get in front of um what happened otherwise we have a Teresa moment where Teresa's like oh I hope they don't air this and Mills is like no they're still rolling like it's happening right now it's gonna air all of it and they're like oh (laughs) I love how Ashley will be like totally in a conversation and she's just involved in it like the other person is bringing something up and you can see the delight in her eyes where she's like oh yes okay you're bringing I'll be bringing that up to Wendy thank you and Um, then and then she acts like she wasn't talking about it like she's like oh just so you know Giselle brought this up and it's like okay you were also there like you didn't say Giselle I don't want to talk about this don't bring this up this isn't right like you were involved she thinks she did the right thing by being like, well, I don't think Wendy would believe those rumors. And I think she's fine. She's like, listen, it was brought up. I'm letting you know, but I'm also on the right side of everything. Uh Okay. Just like last season when she went to lunch with Monique and was like, just to let you know, Karen did say that she didn't invite you because of X, Y, and Z and that that's happening. Um, yeah, just wanted you to know that. And I flat out told her, are you not going to invite Monique? That's your really good friend. Why? Like, and she, she's like, I'm on the right side of it. So now I can bring it up without remorse. Just to let you know. And I'm letting you know. And she's so G- good at what she does. <laughs> she is. And Wendy puts Giselle on notice. She is like, um, yeah, don't talk about my family. How about that? And I'm like, oh, oh no, here we go. But Giselle looks so shocked. I'm like, Giselle, you had to know this was coming. And just because you thought they was going to cut it out doesn't mean you didn't talk about it. You know, uh, uh, you've been doing this for years. You know that there's a rumor. It's happening. 
we're going to know about it. And you brought it up. Like she brought it up. And I know that it's, it's her job. She probably was supposed to bring it up, but you can't be surprised that Wendy would be mad at the person who's the first one to repeat it. It's almost like, you know, like when someone finds out that their partner was cheating, they like Mm -hmm. shoot the messenger. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I I don't know. Or they get mad at the woman. Right. And you know, which is like, you know, the rumors that we're hearing out in Jersey that, you know, Marge uh, got a drink thrown on her because allegedly Jen was mad that Marge brought up uh, an affair that Bill allegedly had like years and years and years ago that the kids never knew about because they worked through it. And people are like, but how is this any different? Like, why is like, because it's weird that Marge would be projecting and I love Marge and I love Jen. I actually love the whole cast of Jersey except for Melissa and Jackie. So I guess I don't love the whole cast of Jersey. We're Um, on the same page. (laughs) Yeah, okay, great. Um, But it's like Marge wrote about it in a book and Jen was obviously projecting because now we understand why. Oh yeah, we get it. She never got to address another woman. But like Jen didn't put it in a book. She never outed this. And how did they all get mad at Teresa last year for doing this at Jackie's party, but allegedly Marge is doing this at Teresa's party to Jennifer? How is it? But somehow it's different, right? Somehow it's different. It's different. it, it honestly it's just different for people because they like who they like and I understand why yes. that happens on Jersey because it's such a clear divide and like who is what but when you are me I watch very objectively so I'm just like eh, that actually feels like the same thing so yeah I just know for get, me and I'm like if something happened years and years and years ago I'm not saying nothing's off the table you can bring up whatever you want I'm not saying that she's not allowed to talk about it but it's like what exactly is your goal Marge Mm -hmm. of, of trying to make, like, how is this making Jen look bad? Like, because she got cheated on. Wait, I'm I'm confused. Like, what is, what is the goal here? Because all that does to me is make me feel bad for Jen. It's not Mm -hmm. like, I don't really, I don't really understand. Like, what's the point of being like your husband cheated on you 10 years ago? Like, I don't, I don't get that. That's not. Yeah, I don't get it. And I hear they're trying to out her, like trying to kind of cast her out. And that never works well. Every time no. that happens, people side with the other, with the the singled out person. Happened with James Kennedy, happened with Garcelle. Yeah. It always happened mean, with yeah. um, Denise Richards. It always happened. Honestly, even with Monique, a lot of people were on Monique's side because everybody was against was her. I was too for a while. Like it wasn't really until the end that I kind of switched my, my thinking because for a lot, and I know we'll, we have to talk about Beverly Hills. I won't talk about this for too long, but like for me last season, I was sticking up for Monique for a long time because I know what it feels like to be kind of like on the outs with a group of mm-hmm. people and to feel like, and it's deserved, like you fucked up and nobody should forgive you. I get it, but it's a horrible feeling and you just want people to forgive you. It wasn't until I realized that Monique wasn't sorry that I changed my mind. <laughs> that was like, that was when I started to change my mind. <laughs> so I was like, oh, she's energy. not sorry. Okay. It's peak housewife energy. Cause look at it last night. Giselle was like, where's the apology? And Karen's like, who are you talking to? Like, <laughs> so, what do you mean? <laughs> there's that. Oh, okay. Y'all we're going to take a quick break and we'll talk about Beverly Hills. Wait, now. All right, so we are back with Beverly Hills. This actually sh- doesn't need even need to take too long because two main things happened. Erica lied about never going into a bank. And <laughs> Erica 
her lies have caused her to basically fall out of production. Both of those things kind of happen. Let's back up and dissect, I guess. Um, so this episode was cute and funny at the same time because it was like, they did a lot of like vacation-y things, like bike rides and uh-huh. okay and like walks and hikes. And um, Kathy's calling looking for straws and chia seeds <laughs> and things like that. And she was like, can you just get me some chia seeds if you can get me some chia seeds? And Kyle's like, I'm not by a Harris Teeter. What are you talking about? Like- and she's like, but just like anywhere, just like go get me some chia seeds and a straw. Like a straw was one thing, but chia seeds are a little bit harder to come by randomly. Um, so that was funny. And it was kind of like, um, now we're going shopping and it had a great shopping experience. They had like, it was very Beverly Hills and everything was shut down for them. And Kathy Hilton's there, you know, those like older ladies were like going nuts. They were like, wait, in our store, the housewives and Kathy Hilton is here. Okay, yeah, we're gonna get all the good stuff. This is great. They had champagne and everything. And I love how Erica was like, I'm going on a hike because she wanted to like clear her mind. But it's because you can't be seen shopping. right that's (laughs) not good not a good look and it's also if you're not gonna buy anything how depressing you're like i can't afford any of this you're just gonna watch everyone spend thousands of dollars that you can yikes and you know (laughs) that if she had been there the editors either would have been showing every dollar she did spend or they would be showing Erica zero dollars spent. Like one way or the other, oh. it would have been shady editing. <laughs> it would have been. <laughs> That's funny. I kind of love that that idea because they definitely would have done that. So here's the voice of, or here's like the big like argument that everybody's having. Well, it was one of two. So first, there's the quote unquote lie that. Erica said she never, she had to go into the bank for the first time to learn how to do banking. And people were very eager to give her a pass on this. Let me present the reasons why that's not possible. And this is not even me coming for Erica because I really don't care about her at this point. I'm just like, your lives are sloppy. So to me, if you're going to lie to people, get it airtight. Like, um, the talk of shame, for instance, just recently went through her neighborhood and documented it on TikTok to see where this goddamn cliff is. Because what makes no sense, but that I've, I've discussed that at nauseum. So this lie that we'll discuss at nauseum is she's never been into a bank to deposit checks. A couple things. She's only been rich for 22 years. She's been alive for 50. So even if she didn't have a debit card, although debit cards were introduced in the late 70s, early 80s, yes, I did look it up, and introduced to all of the America people, like commonly used by the early 2000s. Enough time for Erica to have gotten one. But for argument's sake, she never had one. People are like, well, the rich do their own banking. She's only been rich for 22 years. She had a child. So the child was getting everything paid for in cash, everything. Right. She was also a waitress, question mark, quote unquote, parentheses. We don't know. At a established restaurant because Danielle Stop also danced there. So we know for a fact it's a real place. Meaning yeah. that even if she was at best independent contractor, not on like full-time salary or anything like that, they had to give her money. Yeah, so they had that to. As a waitress, she was only being paid in cash as a waitress. There's no way. I mean, maybe her tips, maybe, but you have to get, you have to pay taxes. You have to get a paycheck. You have to have some sort of Mm-hmm. minimum wage going into the bank at some point. Like mm-hmm. it, 
and I, I, w- I would believe her if she said for the entire time I was married, I never went to the bank. So or I had I to haven't been in a bank in 25 years. Right. I believe that. Right. But to be but like, I don't know how, I mean, okay. So I have to say a couple things. One, when I was in elementary school, they had this program where the bank like taught kids, you could go into school early and they taught us how to use banking stuff. And my parents would take me and give me like $2. So I could like learn how to deposit, whatever, whatever. I'm not saying everybody did this, but I'm just saying that you can, you can learn about what a bank is and go into a bank with your parents. You can like go into a bank as a kid, even if you're not like banking necessarily. Mm -hmm. So like to, to have said, Oh, I've never stepped foot into a bank is like completely bullshit. Also Mm -hmm. I'm married my husband takes care of pretty much all like the finances, whatever, but like, I still get money for my birthday. I still work. I still have like, I'm responsible for my own like income that I have. Erica has a job. She was on, right. she was in Chicago. She gets paid for her performances. Are you telling me that she's like, on housewives? She's on housewives. So it's like, are you telling me that she literally just her money that she earns just disappears? She has no clue where it goes and she never sees it again. That is ridiculous. That is completely ridiculous. Yep. It is totally ridiculous. Not to mention she did some, um, she did some acting work before she was married. Yes. She also, um, has said more than once, uh, that um oh god what did she say well she said she didn't get necessarily an allowance on so he just gave you cash all the time so that doesn't even make sense but also you did acting work you had a son and you were a divorcee and you've never said that you grew up poor so or that you didn't marry rich or that you married rich the first time which right. means that at some point you knew how to cash a check because you got a job so you can support your son after your first divorce also, but you're on anything else. Um, she actually just said in her book that she went into a bank. So there's that. that that's um, the thing. That's, that's the, the real one. thing. That's she the big said thing. in her book. First of all, it's our money under, I mean, uh, italicized. Know how I know? Because the IRS tells us that it is. My name is on that tax return too. Question. How do you know what your tax return says but you don't look at any subpoena? That makes zero sense to me. How do you not know what you're being sued for and what he may or may not have done and what he's being alleged to have done? And but I will you, say, I know your tax returns say your name on it because you to have, me, if you're filing and if you're filing together, he might have an accountant. He might take care of all of it. You still have to like sign things like, mm-hmm. and one thing that this whole situation has taught me is like, I, and I, a hundred percent trust my husband to just take care of stuff. And like, I know he's not shady, whatever, but I'm like, I'm reading everything I signed. Like I am like, now I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to read everything I signed because you cannot be, your name can't be on all of these things. And then just be like, I had no idea. Like, because you're going to be held responsible for it. Like you're going to have to answer for it. And if she knows what her tax return said, but then acts like she never saw any of it. It's like, but you said you see it. So what is the answer? Exactly. And also she said right under that, I have the advantage of a strong checkbook. Um, Checks must be cashed. Just saying. So yeah, that's lie debunked. Number one. Number two is 
Now, this is where people are like questioning how this happened because um, apparently she's tied into a fight with producers that Lisa Renna let us know happened. So that's why this whole investigation is kind of started investigation. That's cute. Um, <laughs> she said that Tom keeps calling her. I miss you. I love you, blah, blah, blah. We did not see her lips say these words because they were walking away. And people have then deduced that it was dubbed in. Like, just like I said, it happened with Giselle and the, the, the thing before. When production kind of cut scenes down and they know they want something still in the scene and that maybe that was talked about another time. So they know they have rights to air it because it's happened. Right. It was a hot mic conversation, allegedly that they, you know, Erica had with Crystal. They didn't know the mics were on and they dubbed it in later when she was on that walk with Garcelle. And then at um, request of production, Garcelle brought it back up. Now, I will say why I think this might have been true is because when they got back to the house, um, allegedly they took separate cars. Garcelle wasn't in that car because of COVID and everything. She's been really worried about it. That was what some people have said. Oh. And that's also why Crystal was kind of saying, you didn't hear her say, I don't want to talk about this because you weren't there. Right. Because she was in a different, she said because they were, she hadn't gotten into the car yet, but I think she just wasn't in that car. And so that's why I was confused because when they sat down and like, it was just her, Crystal and Garcelle, Garcelle was like, I'm really, that really shook me to hear about this. It felt like her response was as if she just heard it. Right. Like, wow, he's really calling you? Like, oh my God. And so when she brought it back up later, again, Garcelle doesn't even know what she has been sharing with the ladies. And that's why I think Erica was so upset about it is because she told all of them she's in no contact with him and so not saying she's answering the phones but to say that he's calling her all the time it kind of then be like so you just ignore all of this old decrepit dimension man's calls yeah. and it doesn't make sense it doesn't add up with her being like he's cold he you know he's mean he's changed because mm-hmm. if your husband who has been cold and mean and cruel to you is now like being, you know, like a softer person, like calling you and begging you to be back with him. And you don't think he did anything wrong. Then why wouldn't you answer your phone? I don't know. I just, it just, none of it like seems to make any sense. And I was very confused why Erica was mad at herself for bringing up something that she said on camera. But then once people pointed out that that scene where they were talking didn't really Mm -hmm. happen the way it was shown, I was like, oh, she didn't know she was being Mm -hmm. recorded or she didn't think it was going to make it in the show for some reason, which I don't know why. I don't know why if that is um, something that you do when you have a mic on you, I would always just assume that it's on. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know how people don't, but, you know. And she's been on the show. She knows she's, she knows she's been on the show. It's different than like Giselle's dad who didn't, didn't realize that he was being recorded last season when he was talking about Jamal. But Mm -hmm. I feel like it makes sense to me that Erica was actually talking to the producers when she said, you've already gotten it out of me once. I don't want to say it again. I, I thought she was talking to Garcelle and I was like, got it out of you once you said it you I heard you Garcelle wasn't pushing it but now it makes sense that she was actually talking to the producers being like you already got me why do I have to talk about this again in fact Um, I feel like it made sense to me why she was even so uh why Garcelle took it so graciously 
yeah. and swallowed it because she was like, oh shit, I was just used as kind of like a production pawn really quick. Like, yeah. And I have spoken to a housewife before who has told me that in certain moments of like things being brought up, they react in a way of like, oh, this must be a production thing. Like, because yeah. this seems so inorganic. Like this doesn't fit what's happening right now. So maybe it's because of production, like right. question mark, which makes a lot of sense. But Garcelle kind of took it. Like she just took it on the chin and was like, no, Erica, I, I would not do that just to hurt you. Cause she really wanted to be like, I was told to girl, but now she's like, got it. I understand that you don't want to talk about it. And, but she did not let up either because she was like, no, but still it needs to be addressed. Right. But it does feel like she was talking to herself in a closet of being like, I have given y'all so, <laughs> so open. <laughs> sorry. Ooh, <happy. laughs> hey, Miley, come here. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Sorry. Listen, she's fine. Oh my God. The dog was letting us know it was time to wrap it up, honey. <laughs> he was like, I'm sick of Erica's shit too. Y'all can move on. Um, so yeah. And you know what? I wouldn't even be surprised that Garcelle would want to kind of dig into it because remember, she also just told us this episode that she was like, I asked Erica flat out. if She thought there was a third party involved. And she said, no, I, not to her knowledge. But then when Garcelle wasn't there, she was like, oh yeah, I just always assumed he was cheating three, five years ago. So you do think there's a third party involved, Like she's letting the women kind of develop the narrative for her so that she can kind of change it up. But then I'm like, you know, that that means you can't really decide on where he is. Is he old, decrepit, and he doesn't know what he's doing? And that may be the reason why he scammed people for 30 years, allegedly, because he's been sick for three to five it literally doesn't make any sense. And I'm so glad that Eric is actually giving us so much this season because like, and when I mean giving us so much, I mean, she's lying out of her ass and she's giving us so much to discuss. Yes. And I'm honestly shocked because I really expected this season for her to be like, I can't talk about any of this. It's a legal issue. I really, yeah. really, truly thought it was going to be boring because we were going to know that all this shit was going on with Erica and she was going to act like, oh, I'm just getting divorced and not be able to talk about it. But she's talking about it, but she's just making shit up all over the place. And we're yes. having the best time dissecting all of it. And, and, and I'm actually really happy that the women, I wish they would go a little bit harder, but they're definitely showing that they don't believe her. Like they're like one, yeah. like they're doing it in a kind way where they're like, I'm just so confused. I'm so, mm -hmm. I'm so, I'm so, I'm wondering what's really going on. Like, but they're not mm -hmm. just blindly believing her. You can, you can yes. see the wheels turning in their minds. Like Dorit, Kyle, they're like, I don't know. This seems a little bit strange. I'm not really understanding this. So I'm glad they are. They are doing that so that they don't get pulled into it because it feels like Garcelle and Sutton are like not buying this shit. They both <laughs> have been through divorces. So they're like, this is actually not how any of this works kind of <laughs> yeah. so and now you know what and Garcelle kind of took offense to that she was like I don't know why she wouldn't talk to me I, she knows I've been through the cheating and the divorce shit that's why right. I asked her do you think he was cheating and Sutton's like I've divorced a rich ass man hello you gotta get the forensics not the houses not the properties hello like I'm glad there's Sutton there to kind of like yes. bring that stuff up because that stuff I don't Garcelle know anything about out here just open up the car she's like hey did you know you said this and Sutton's like Hmm, that's not how many works like <laughs> together. I love them both. I'm loving that they're giving into her and, you know, and they're not taking her shit, but it seems like the other ladies, her friends are like, they don't want to be called as like character witnesses or something. They're like, listen, she said it. We believed it. We don't know. Mm -mm. I know. Mm -mm. I don't, I don't know. And like, they've like, 
there's been so many other lawsuit type things happening to them and their husbands that I think that they just don't know how to handle this because like, look, Dorit, I'm pretty sure there's like a tax lien there. She's been involved in lawsuits. So many and Mauricio too, like with the agency, there's stuff going on, like allegedly with lawsuits, things like that. So I think that they just don't know what to do because they don't want to, they, I, I'm, I think that they're glad it's not about them. Yes. But yeah, I can imagine that they, they might be, I, I can imagine that they would be questioned in some sort of deposition of like, what do, what has Erica said to you about her finances? Like, I can guarantee you that they're going to be asked those questions by somebody. Yes. doesn't mean it's going to be in court, but in an investigation to know what did she really know and how complicit was she, these women are yeah. her coworkers and her friends, and they, they probably know more than what they're saying. Oh yeah, of course. And, or they just choose not to ask, but they don't believe more than what they're saying either. Oh yeah. They know damn well that him being hospitalized right now or whatever has nothing to do with what he is alleged to have done 30 years ago. Right. Like, again, I don't think Erica knew that she was complicit in what happened. I think she looked the other way and now she's like, well, I didn't do it myself. So like, why am I getting in trouble for it? That's what I think is happening. She's like, well, I walked into this. Like I married into this. So why is it my fault that he's been doing this for so many years? I'm just as much a victim as them, the victims, which is disgusting. But so then also, why are they coming after me? Because honey, the money isn't short. That's the whole point. The money isn't. Right. It never was. So that's why they're coming after you too. She thinks she's absolved because she didn't physically do it and come up as a mastermind. But that's actually just not how crimes work. Right. That's not how it works. If it's stolen and it's given to you, it's still stolen. Like it's so like you don't need that back. And right. because you can't give it back, they have to come to you to get like, it. You imagine it. if if somebody came up to you and was like, Monty, here's a diamond necklace. And you were like, oh, thank you. And then you found out it actually belonged to some old lady that they had robbed. You're not going to be like, but this is my necklace. Like you're giving no, it back to the person that- diamond necklace. What? <laughs> right. Please don't right. stolen. <laughs> Seriously, like I don't want it. If it's stolen, I do not want it. It's like Jackson Brittany with me, the girl. sunglasses. Like Jackson yes. to jail because he stole the sunglasses. Brittany's not going to be like, but he gave these to me. I don't care that he didn't pay for it. They're mine. No, they're not. You are, you have processed things that belong to someone else so they can come and get it from you. So I'm just curious to see what happens as they know more because we're now running out of time for them to be like, for everyone to be like, well, the lady still didn't know about everything yet or we didn't know about everything yet. We're rounding that December corner where everything has been found out. And now what we're working with now, the Housewife of the Hustler, all the information they are working from, from Housewife of the Hustler, they're now caught up with yeah everything that's been alleged the 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 trisha bigelow of it all like everything is now we're coming up on that moment it's gonna it's, it's time to shit or get off the pot either you accept what she's saying is true as apparently it seems like crystal does according to watch it happens i didn't see it but they're like yeah no i think she's just finding out about this with us i'm like Her book doesn't back that up that's what i'm saying her book yeah. makes it seem like she was super invested and what her name was on because so she's was either li- she was either lying then because she didn't want people to think she was just like a a gold digger housewife like i'm not yes. sure like I, I don't really know i don't, I don't know think she was lying then i actually think she, uh, erica's very smart and i think yeah. it's just never 
I think it has never benefited her less than it is right now. Right. So, so now she has to kind of backtrack and play more of, I hate to say it, but like more of like a Dorit role who really is like a cute housewife who's not stupid, but she's like, no, I really did walk into this. What's happening? Like with yeah. PK and everything. But Erica, I think she was savvy. She knew what she was doing when she married Tom. She found love for him. They had some kind of an arrangement. She didn't ask a lot of questions. But then when shit hit the fan, he was like, hey, shit's hitting the fan. You should leave. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to leave because the money ran out. And to be honest, I'd respect that. It makes for a terrible defense in court, but it makes for a great happy money as a viewer. I just don't, what I don't really understand is why Erica wouldn't have just said, I left him when I realized he was a monster who stole from people or, or not when I realized she could just be like, I left him because he's being accused of these things. And I don't know if it's true or not, because I don't know anything. But I don't want to be involved because I didn't do this. So I want to know why. I think she's still scared of him in some ways and how powerful he can be. Um, Also, I think this is the best way. I think either his legal team said, if you comply with us on these defenses, like if you help us sell this, maybe it won't come back on you. Like it won't come back on you because the best thing she could do for herself is make sure she did not go to jail for this in any way. That's true. Because she wants to, because you know, the court, Unfortunately, they don't always care about justice. They care about somebody paying for the shit. So yeah. whether that's in time, money, whatever, someone's right. gonna pay for it. So and he's 82. So how much longer can he be paying and quite for? Quite frankly, I think she went with this and didn't say that because conspiracy theory, he doesn't have dementia and he'll just ream her out. Right. Oh. He'll be like, I gave you everything, and now my lawyers are gonna make sure that we completely cut ties for you. Because he could also say, I saw all that money to take care of her over there she it's her fault. tv she said it and she does have the most hot takes she has a whole song about it it's so, so it's wild like, it's if so you wild. don't want him to come after you you just go along to get along i think she's afraid of that making it seem like she was some kind of mastermind about this and they can pay any picture they want it's real easy they're doing a great job making him look like he is the most decrepit old slave like yep. like silly looking individual ever we don't know how much of that is true or not, but they're making us believe it because I'm going to be like, is he eating? Oh my, Tom, what's going on? He looks so. horrible. He looks so horrible. Now, looking ahead, am I right to think that in the upcoming episode, Sutton is going to say she doesn't want anything to do with Erica? Is that what I saw? Because she... I think so. Because I think there's she... a moment where like Garcelle kind of reneges and feels I think like too bad about doing this and it's like I just want to take her word for it and not be a part of like a a scam to like bring her down and Sutton's like I think she just I think Sutton knows more being in the you know the rich people community of Beverly Hills and stuff and just is like actually this isn't good and we need to say something and like I don't want to be associated with that like I get that that. I get that I totally get that a lot of rich socialite friends who are like uh no because Erica's like, you want to see who your real friends are. What is it? How to body or something like that. And I'm like, no, but honey, your real friends don't blindly support you because you may or may not have stolen from orphans. Like right. whether you did knew it or not, it happened. So yeah, your real friends might be like, oh, so you know what happened and you don't care. Oh no, that's bad for business. I must cut ties. So sorry. Like I get that. I get not wanting to be associated with her if you think yeah. it could be true. Or or even just for Sutton, I feel like she has a very like her whole like reputation, whatever. So like if she hears rumblings of people being like, 
anyone who's associated with Erica is not okay with me, then she might be like, oh, well, I don't want to be one of those people. Like, yeah. Maybe Sutton even just has a, a like a decent heart. And she's like, that seems bad. Right. Or that maybe someone has to think about the victims and stuff because no one is like nobody else on the show is addressing that. Again, people are like, well, they don't know everything yet. Well, we're about they're about to round that corner. So if they don't start saying something soon. Like, oh, it's just sick what's being alleged because those poor people like then that's all that I care about. If they don't get on right. that page very soon and start caring about that and stop caring about this woman in a 10,000 square foot house being so freaking destitute, I'm going to like, I'm going to, there's going to be problems. Right. Like I like the show, but like y'all got to get on board at some point and realize that she is not a victim. And that's just the fact. She's not at the level of victim. Like may, even if she was lied to and misled by him, she's not a victim. Like they, the victims are victims. Like, right. You know, it's different. It's completely different. It's completely, completely different. And you might be like, wow, that sucks for Erica, but it sucks way more for the people who are actually deserving of that, that money after something horrible happened to them. And they were taken advantage of by the person, by the person who was supposed to be representing them. It's, it's it's horrific. It really is. So, uh, we come to the end. Why did we end on Beverly Hills? I don't know. But I have so much fun talking <laughs> to you. This was the best. Anytime I get to talk about Potomac for forever, I love it. And uh, yes, I could do it more, but like it just, there was so much there. It was rich. It was good. I am genuinely having so much fun this season of both shows because nothing monumental happens every episode. And then something like progressive happens every episode. Yes. Like there's not one big thing we're waiting for. But also every episode, we're like, whoa, okay, we're moving the story along. And all of a sudden, we're going to be done. I'm going to be so sad. So I know. This has been so much fun. I'm so glad you reached out to me this weekend. And like, I'm glad that it worked out that we were able to record together. And yes. I always love talking to you. So we've got to get you back. You got, I got to get you back on It's All Happening to do a Gossip Girl episode. So I'll, I'll definitely, I'll message you about that. And it, and everyone, I really appreciate you listening. I know, you know, maybe you've heard me before, or maybe you're just a Monty listener, but you are hearing yes. me for the first time. So thank you for giving this episode a chance. I really appreciate it. I love talk the opportunity yourself, to honey. talk. I, I love the opportunity to talk about Potomac, especially since I'm not doing it on my podcast, but if you enjoy big brother or you enjoy gossip girl or both, or you just want to find a new podcast. You can listen to me on it's all happening with Amanda and I'm on Apple, Spotify, all those places. And you can follow me on Instagram at it's all happening X. I make memes, you know, I, I do my thing. I promote my, my friends, podcasts, things like that. So, (laughs) um, I love to chat about Bravo and everything. So find me, find me. Thank you, Moni. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for coming, Amanda. Y'all know, um, all the things you hate it when I say it, I saw, but you know, if you want to support me in any way possible, there are things, merchandise and Patreons and all those other things that you can help, um, support me as I am, um, going back to teaching and school and stuff full time and hopefully rounding out this degree, honey, so I could give the podcast more energy. I don't know. Um, but really just thank you for all the support and love. If you want to put with me for free, um, you can happily just, 
just rate me five stars and tell me what you like. If you don't like me, you can just go because um, uh, there's no way for me to beg you to stay. So if you subscribe, if you review and say you're leaving, um, there's no way for me to say, I, I'm so sorry um, or anything like that. So um, if you do like it and you want to do that, then you're welcome to do that or share it with someone and all that stuff. Subscribe, easiest and freest way to do that. Take care of yourselves and each other, please. Um, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. And Stay away from the um, them variants, honey, because they come in. So please be be conscious, be mindful, and take care of yourselves, people. All right. Bye. Bye.